Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have another very special guest. Jason Hanneberry is visiting today. He's with us uh, from Victoria, BC. Jason is in the mortgage business and he's with a company called fundable.ca. And so welcome, Jason. Nice to have you on board. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. No problem. It's a real pleasure to meet you today. Maybe I should mention that you and I were actually introduced by a mutual friend of ours. That's Robinson Smith, who's been on the podcast a couple of times. And uh, Rob's a great guy. He's rapidly becoming famous, I fear. His head's probably swelling up because uh, of the Smith Maneuver, something that his dad started. And Rob has published yeah. another book. And it's a very clever way for people to make their in Canada to make their mortgage interest tax deductible. So thank you, Rob, for introducing uh, me to Jason. And uh, I look forward to a long friendship, my friend. Yeah, right on. And uh, I think you're right. I think uh, it can, it tends to go to his head. So we got to be careful <laughs> about that. But Rob's a pretty good guy and uh, definitely yes. appreciate him putting us in touch together. Actually, I used to, um, I've been in the mortgage business for like 19 years now. And one wow. of the very wow. first things, like when I was advising homeowners on mortgages, one of the very first strategies that I gravitated towards was the Smith Maneuver. And oh, okay. we put a lot of people through seminars in like 2006 and seven. Uh, it was uh, it was quite the thing. We had like bus ads and radio ads and TV ads, oh, and flyer goodness. drops. And like people came from all over the place to uh, to tune in to like hear about the Smith Maneuver strategy. So it's pretty cool that Rob's kind of revived that uh, with his new book. And, um, you know, it's gaining a lot of traction and uh, he's done a really good job at just yep. sort of modernizing the strategy. Yep, he's really on fire right now. It's just amazing. Yeah. So I should tell you a little bit about myself um, as a background to uh, what we're going to talk about today. I am a practicing realtor. I'm still selling real estate, real estate here in the greater Toronto area. I've been doing it for 28 years and um, I'm involved with offers all the time. So I have a lot of background with offers and I'm sure, you know, both in BC and here and other parts of Canada uh, these days, almost every offer is in a bidding situation. It's a bidding war on almost every listing. It's just crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Typically, when I'm working with a buyer in this kind of market, uh, you have to explain to them, because they're all pre-approved, any realtor worth their salt is going to make sure that their buyers are pre-approved. Uh, but sometimes you have to explain the concept of pre-approval, what it is and what it isn't, because it's actually a two-step process. The bank will pre-approve a buyer uh, based on their income, based on their credit report and other things. And that pre-approval is for a certain amount at a certain rate. But that's not the end of the story, because if the buyer buys something successfully, the bank also, the lender, also has to approve the transaction. And where we get into trouble sometimes is if you're in a crazy bidding war with 20 other people, sometimes people get carried away and they pay a lot of money for a property. And what they don't understand is that the bank is going to send out an appraiser after the fact to take a look at that property uh, to make sure a couple of things. Number one, that it really exists because banks get audited too. They have to be able to prove to their shareholders that they're loaning money for a real transaction on a real property. But they also check, and the appraiser does this, uh, other sales in the neighborhood to make sure that the buyer didn't pay too much. They didn't get carried away. And there's a very real risk to that. Even if they're pre-approved, 
for themselves, the transaction also has to get pre-approved. So most realtors I know will make sure that they've, they've explained this to the buyer before they get into any bidding war. There's still an element of risk because if the bank says, no, you paid too much based on our appraisal, you paid more than it's worth, then what the buyers have to do is they have to pitch in extra money to bring it up to what, where the bank says what it's worth. And that's something a lot of people are not prepared to do. The bank may say, well, you paid 100 grand too much, so you have to put down that extra 100 grand on closing day if you want to get the loan. Correct? That is uh, all 100% correct okay. and accurate. The valuation piece is really just one side of that story, though. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you get a pre-approval, you're really just getting, you know, and it doesn't matter what type of financial institution. It could be a bank, it could be a, uh, you know, a non-bank lender. Right. Um, the all, all lenders in Canada do the underwriting of a purchase after you have a firm uh, agreement, a firm purchase and sale agreement. And yes. so uh, when people are, you know, quote unquote, pre-approved, what's really happening is either the, the, the bank representative at branch or the mortgage professional that's, you know, mobile or a mortgage broker, even everybody is just sort of reviewing the documents and aligning them with the bank's policies and saying, it looks like it's a fit. But the banks operate on lean margins for mortgages. You can imagine lending at, you know, one and a half to two and a half percent. There's not a lot of money in there. And it's an expensive process to underwrite proper, properly. And so banks can barely get their head around their, you know, the, the economics of the deal in the first place, let alone actually underwriting home buyers before they write an offer to purchase. And so this is a huge distinction. So the, the, the person who's reviewed your files is not actually the underwriter. And so there's so many things that go wrong. Yep. Um, in a purchase. And it's not just the value. It can be that the lender, uh, the underwriting center sees something in your payslip that doesn't quite align with your tax return. And they start asking questions and look for additional documentation and, and, and you don't have it. Or, you know, there's, so there's all kinds of things that can um, add stress to a purchase. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. They think I'm pre-approved. So I'm hundred percent. That's not the case. They don't see it that behind the scenes after they purchase something, if they're dealing with a mortgage broker, there's a lot of stuff that takes place behind the scenes to you're absolutely right to sort of verify everything to make sure everything lines up and to make sure that they didn't pay too much money. So yes, when that final approval comes through, man, it's like a cause for celebration behind the scenes, whether the banker, the lender or the mortgage broker is handling it. It's a huge sigh of relief that yes, it's done. However, yeah. okay, so when I first heard about your company, Fundable, fundable.ca, and that's Fundable spelt with an I, F-U-N-D-I-B-L-E. Uh, I read, you know, I went to your website and checked you guys out. And there's a very interesting concept that you've come up with here. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding, having read it through a couple of times, is that you guys are providing a way that basically underwrites or guarantees the transaction. Is that's that... uh, that's right. So okay. what we did. I'm a little slow, so it takes me a while. No, no, no. You, I got. You're it. like you're totally nailing it. I mean, if if a real estate well, doesn't work out for you, there's there's uh, work on the side of the balance sheet. The right? only thing I know what to do is real estate. <laughs> Anyways, good. Um, yeah. So that's exactly it. So we looked at it and said, okay, well, what are the critical steps? Because there's a lot of stress in the process. You said it. Like when when that approval finally comes through, it's cause for celebration. You know it as a real estate professional. We know it as mortgage professionals and home buyers experience it real time. It's their deposit. It's their personal financials that are at risk. 
the advisors right. carry a fair bit of liability in terms of, you know, uh, fiduciary responsibility to advise the home buyer as to the right steps. And in the past, that's always included, hey, let's make sure we put, you know, seven or 10 days into the contract to make sure that you're, you know, you actually have your financing approved or let's get a home inspection, all those things right, that right. because of market demands, um, you know, it's if you want to win the bid for a home, you really can't put those things in a purchase contract. And so, but but those things are there to protect the home buyer and they no longer exist. Not anyone's fault other than we just are in a very busy market. So what we did is we said, well, how can we bring that confidence and that safety, that security back to the home buyer? And we realized the only way to do it is take those steps, those underwriting steps, those critical steps that the lenders only do after you have a purchase contract. And can we put them at the front of the process? Can we actually underwrite a borrower fully? Can we underwrite a property fully? Can we do it in, a, in an efficient way, like fast and cost effectively so that we can say, hey, you are 100% approved for this. And you can go ahead and you can write a financing free offer on that property. And you know exactly how much mortgage you're going to get before you even know whether or not you have the property under contract. And what that does is it is it just it creates a lot of confidence for the home buyer so that they can make that offer. And they're not sitting there for five or six or seven days wondering if the bank's going to approve them after they're contractually obligated to buy that place, whether the bank approves them or not. And so that's that's where the idea for Fundable came around is can we can we bring that confidence back to the market? And um, I, I think we've done that. Well, that's very, in- excuse me, that's very interesting. Um, you are so right. In the good old days, there was always a condition on finance and often a condition on home inspection. But the finance condition, especially bought, it used to be five days and then it was three days. But nowadays, you can't have that in there. If you're bidding even against three different people, if you have a finance condition in your offer, 99.9% it will be rejected because from a seller's point of view, they don't want to take that chance that, well, what if they don't qualify and then they've turned away the other offers? And so they're not going to put themselves at risk. When you're a buyer in a bidding war, you must go in firm. And so, yeah, tell me more. This is very interesting. And I liked something you just said now in a to- when you mentioned that it can be done quickly in a timely manner, because this is so important. Uh, you know, when you're a realtor and you've, you've gone out and you showed some properties to somebody today and the, let's say the offer date is tonight. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of time uh, to get this organized. So how, do, how does that work with your company? So what we do is we make sure that we're we're approving the buyer in the process uh, early in the process. So, um, you know, let's say they want to buy a place for a million dollars and they haven't found that place yet because when they go shopping with you or another realtor, Randy, like you said, it could be Thursday morning and you find a place and there's going to be multiple offers later that day or the next day. Um, And so what we want to do is make sure that all the buyer qualification is done in advance so that we're just focused on the property when you find it. Makes and so we, we review the buyer's application. And really what we're doing there is we're, we're not trying to actually be the lender. So this is an important distinction. What we're trying to do is pr- provide confidence in the deal. And we just want to know where the mortgage professional is uh, planning, like what the, what the funding plan or the financing plan is for that home buyer. So the home buyer can work with any lender they want. It can be any lender. As long as, so what we're doing is we're underwriting the financing plan and we're putting a confidence rating on, does that buyer actually qualify for a mortgage with that institution? And if the answer is yes, then we approve the buyer. And then you go shopping as a realtor. And when you find that property, say it's Thursday morning and you know you want to write Thursday night, we have some innovations where we're, we're able to do an appraisal evaluation of the property and turn it around and sign off on that property on the same day. 
our, our, our service agreement is 24 hours, but in a pinch, we can do it in six business hours. And that is, that's huge. That took a long time to figure out because I don't know. I mean, you, you open the door for a lot of appraisers. How long does it, are you experiencing that it, it can take like up to a week to get an appraiser into the property, right? Or, or more. Yeah. It can. Or more Yeah, because they're busy. Yeah. And uh, so, so that was uh, an innovation that made this possible. If we weren't able to turn these approvals around fast for our realtor partners and our buyers, then uh, this product wouldn't work. So that's, that's, that's a big part of making this work for everybody. That's very interesting. So if I, if I heard you correctly, what you're saying is that a buyer, if they want to, they have a good relationship with their bank, let's say they're with TD bank and um, they, you know, they've gotten a pre-approval from TD bank originally, but now they're coming to you. Uh, If they, if they want to get a new mortgage with TD, that's okay. Basically what you're selling is like an insurance policy, sort of, uh, which insures them and the transaction, but you got it hundred percent. That's, that's our model. And just like life insurance or any other type of insurance, you're paying a small premium to have the protection and the benefit in place that you may never use. So we know that you're most likely going to get your mortgage with TD Bank or Scotiabank or whichever lender you're working with. And what we're doing is we're charging a small fee for doing those steps in the process that the bank's not willing to do or the finance, I should say financial institution because, you know, or it's not just the banks, it's, it's all lenders, but, um, the, uh, you know, we charge a few hundred bucks to review the application and we charge a small fee, uh, depending on the size of the loan that you need us to hold. And we put money aside on a one-to-one basis. So if you're, if you're, you need a $500,000 mortgage to guarantee that purchase, right. we're putting that aside for you for, uh, for a period of time while, while you go and make sure that you're hundred percent with your, with your primary financial institution. And as soon as you have that mortgage locked in. Um, you release us of our commitment to fund. But if something goes wrong and that lender doesn't pull through for some reason, they don't like your documentation, they don't like the property, they, you know, I mean, you've seen it, Randy, there are thousands. Um, Then we have a backup mortgage that we're committed to uh, advancing uh, to make sure that we can close that purchase for you. So your deposit's protected, you know, your family financials are protected, the whole thing. That's amazing. So you say it's a small fee for this insurance, basically. Uh, Are we talking like, a thousand dollars or five thousand or a few. It's gonna hundred. depend on the market. So we charge a two hundred and fifty-nine dollar application fee, and that covers the valuation of the property and our underwriting. So that's, that's step one. That's it. So we well, no, there's a second step. So uh, all borrowers pay the two hundred and fifty-nine dollars, and that allows us to do some digital verification of ID, uh, accessing tax documents to verify your income. Uh, we underwrite those items, and we give you uh, we we include a valuation of the property in that. And check this out though. So once, once we've approved the property, you can now as a realtor go and write a financing free offer. And we actually enable you, like if you, if you see value in it as a realtor, you can put in the offer that the financing isn't just, it's not just pre-approved. It's been, it's been certified by fundable. So, so it's a step um, better than going in without a condition. It's saying, you know, cause you've got financing conditions, which you can't put in a contract anymore. You've right, got right. blank, which is what a lot of people are doing, which doesn't help the parties qualify the deal, like the selling realtor and the seller, they can't make sense of a blank offer. They don't know. But if, if you've done that extra due diligence and it says this purchase has been certified by fundable, it's financing certified, then that should help differentiate your offer. And now you're competing on a whole other level. You're, you're no longer competing just on price. You actually have, you know, the seller sees it as that is a better offer on paper than an equivalent one. That's just blank. 
that's a great idea. That's like, so you put a clause in the offer stating that basically it's been certified. It's, it's guaranteed that the funding is there. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Like, okay. That's okay. Now we're talking, right? So check this out. <laughs> so not everybody wins the first bid, right? Yeah, how many, how many times have you written more than many, many you know, on more, more than one property? Come back with a, come back with an improved offer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Or, or you don't win that property and you have to oh, go you find gotta, next property. Right. Next property. So in talking to realtors, I've learned that, you know, some realtors are, you know, having to write five, six, sometimes oh. 10 or more offers on different properties. Brutal. Uh, so yep. It's brutal. It's, it's not great. And I think the work that actually, you know, total sidebar, but I think realtors are working way harder for the money you earn. And I don't, I'm just going to throw that in there because I don't think a lot of people appreciate how hard your industry is working uh, right now. It's literally 10 times more work to help someone buy a house than it yes. was five years ago. Yes, it is. And yeah. I, I don't know what the statistics are. I'd like to know on, on a- average, you know, how many offers do buyers have to make before they finally get one that works? Uh, it'd be interesting to know that because it's tough and uh, especially, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. I mean, COVID did nothing to it. I'm sure it's the same in BC, you know, it's like a global pandemic, but people just ignore it. It's like, okay, let's go buy another house. No problem. We're in a global yeah. pandemic. It doesn't yeah, matter. Well, values appreciate. I feel wealthy. I'm going to go buy a second home. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or, live- or let me get one for my kids before the, before it's too late. Like, a lot, you know, a lot of that. There's a lot yeah. of that going on. So that, that's um, a fantastic idea, Jason. It really is. And, yeah. Well, um, I just, I just want to finish that one point because uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, sure. I, mean, I sometimes I get going and I, I don't want to, um, I want to make sure I don't have to circle back, but um, that 259, if you don't win that first property, we let you, we'll do an evaluation on two more properties, no extra cost. So oh. we'll appraise up to three properties in that process to help the home buyer, okay. you know, find the home that they're actually going to win the offer so- on. So you you only have to pay the two fifty nine once up to three houses up to three up to three houses. houses and if oh, you're unlucky okay. and you need to write on a fourth property we just charge ninety nine dollars to to do the next one uh, and the next one that's great I mean that's very very uh, affordable for sure wow that's, so that's the first part and then it helps you differentiate your purchase and then the second part is everybody needs a different guaranteed loan amount some people are buying a million and a half dollar property and million need a million dollars other people are buying an eight hundred thousand dollar property and need four hundred thousand dollars so. Right. What we do is that first part is just to get the approval. And then we we say, okay, you're good to go. You can, you can write a financing free offer. And the home buyer as part of that process has let us know, you know, the target purchase price, what they expect to pay, and also how much of a mortgage they need uh, us to guarantee. And so we'll guarantee up to 80% of the value of the property. And um, they pay uh, at 10 basis points for that. So the math on that is if you need us to hold you know, a $400,000 mortgage while you're doing your due diligence elsewhere, it's a $400 cost. And we put that money aside for two weeks, which gives you lots of time to get your mortgage secured at your main bank. And if for whatever reason you're hitting headwinds and you need more time, it just automatically extends for another two weeks for $99. And so it just keeps getting pushed down the line until you say, Hey, I'm good over here. And you release us of our, of our obligation to um, give you a mortgage. Well, I got to say those prices seem very reasonable when we're talking about house valuations today or condo valuations. Uh, when you're looking at, you know, north of a million dollars almost all the time for a house, 259 bucks plus a little bit more here and there. That's nothing, really. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's a great idea. Now, you guys are in B.C. Um, I read on your website that this program is available in Ontario and Alberta. 
or what, what's, oh, it's yeah. funny i live in bc but yeah. we're launching the product officially in march and oh, okay. available in alberta and ontario only to start uh so we we intend on bringing it back to bc later in uh later in the year in 2022 okay but right now we're doing this actually it's february the first uh it is available in ontario so consumers can get this this program right now in the province of ontario yeah, uh, correct. As of March, actually. So. Oh, as of March. Okay, so yeah, oh, so yeah, we're just we're just so we're, we're, bre we're breaking news here. This is great. So this is something new uh, for the Canadian real estate industry. I think it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Where do we sign? <laughs> Where do we sign? I know I'm getting a lot of that actually. We've had a lot of realtors and I'll bet you will. professionals reach out wanting to learn about it. Well, again, this is something that's usually behind the scenes, and most consumers are not aware that there's a lot of sort of intricate things that take place after the fact, after you get that winning bid in on a house or a condo. And uh, it's not always a straight line to get you to get you, your financing in place, even if you are pre-approved. But this is great. It's like a small premium that you would pay on an insurance policy, which basically guarantees that that funding is going to come through. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we're seeing realtors sort of gravitate towards uh, for their buyers is uh, there's a variation of this, which isn't just on the buy, but it's like a buy before you sell because a lot of people are uh, want to transition from one home to another. Right. But they're not, they're not ready to go and write an offer in a place because um, they, they know in the back of their mind that to qualify for a mortgage, they need to have a firm sale on their existing house. But if their existing house is reasonably nice, they know that if, as soon as they put a for sale sign in the ground, it's going to go. They don't want to be homeless. So <laughs> it's like chicken or egg. You're probably seeing that a lot. Every day. This is the biggest problem right now. Um, whether you're upsizing or downsizing, everybody knows that the minute they put their house up for sale, it's gone. You know, they put an offer date for next week. It's gone. It's pretty well a certain, it's a certainty. So people are very nervous. They don't want to do that because they also know on the other side of the coin, when they're out looking, let's say they're downsizing, they want to sell their big house and buy a smaller one. They know that they could get stuck in a bidding war and they may not get the first house that they want. So if they sell their big house first, even with a long closing date, there's no guarantee. And I, you know, you, you have to tell them the truth. I mean, you, it might take several offers on several different properties before we come out on top because it's so unpredictable other than the fact that it's going to be crazy. And so that's a very interesting thing as well. Yeah. And a lot of those people, I mean, there's a certain demographic that's comfortable writing an offer, knowing they haven't sold their house yet. That's fine. But there's a lot of people that don't want to pull the trigger on writing an offer yeah, because they haven't sold. And so what we do is we look at the whole thing, uh, we look at it holistically. And so we say, look, okay, we're willing to approve you for 100% of the money that you need for the purchase. So we'll give you that assurance that we will close on that, even if your house doesn't sell, which is different than bridge financing, Randy, because bridge financing, you need a firm sale agreement in place. Yes. The dates might not line up on the two transactions. And so the lender says, right. no problem, we'll give you that mortgage and we'll bridge the gap. Right. Well, that only works if you have a firm purchase agreement and you have That's a firm sale agreement. That's right. But what we do is we basically are giving the the, the home seller, the seller buyer, um, an option contract. We're saying we're willing to do these things. We're willing to put a mortgage over here and we're willing to bridge the difference, even though you haven't yet sold your place. You haven't even listed it for sale. Here's the fee. We just talked about those costs. So I won't go back into it. It's the same. Um and we, we, we give that assurance. So now the seller can say, okay, I know I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to put my family's financials at risk. I can go and write those offers. I can win the bidding war. 
And then as soon as I have a property under contract and I know where I'm moving to, my realtor, Randy or other can list the house. And I know it's probably going to sell. And this is back to the insurance piece. Probably you're not going to need us. And as soon as you put that for sale sign in the ground, it's going to go. And then you release us of our obligation because now you can work with your main lender because you have the agreements, you can get all the bridge right. financing that you need. Right. So um, we're seeing that as just a, a real helper because one of the, we're not going to single-handedly solve this problem. Don't get me wrong, but we have a liquidity issue. We have a, we have a um, supply issue and people, people, there are people that want to sell their home, but they, they don't want to do it until they've bought a place and they can't buy a place till they get the mortgage. So if we can, if we can help that transaction, then maybe we can get some more listings on the, on the market and maybe that helps. So I, I know the government's working on like legislation to solve some of these issues, but I think uh... product innovation is what we actually need. And, you know, and we're seeing different things pop up. It's not just us. And I'm really hopeful for the space from that respect. But I think, I think that's like one of the big issues is let's solve the supply issue. Well, I got to tell you, I'm impressed, my friend. I really am. That's, uh, I think it's a fantastic idea. Why didn't somebody else think of this? Jason, <laughs> you're an innovator, man. This Thanks, is man. Great. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we should hold off on releasing this so I can actually get my product in market before someone else steals the idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late now. This is going out on the internet and uh, everybody's going to see it. Let me tell you, it's too late to back out now. Right on. So, uh, no, I really appreciate this. And this, I think you're going to find realtors across Canada are going to be asking for this because it just makes it, it takes away that risk. You know, it takes away the, the possibility that something could go wrong. I think it's fantastic. I really do. For 259 yeah. bucks plus maybe a little bit more, that's nothing. Today, you know, cost you 259 bucks to fill your car up with gas practically. Man, or go out for dinner. Yeah. If you I know. Before, going out for a meal, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, the restaurants here just finally reopened today. They were today. Cool. Today. Okay. Just, yeah. And at 50% capacity. So, yeah. and that's just, it's not the same. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm so done with COVID. I've had enough. I really, I think, have. I think a lot of people are, there's a, there's a yeah. lot of people that yeah. are done. But you yeah. go to the restaurant, even while maybe we'll go this week just to check it out. But I mean, half the tables are gone. So you got all these spaces between the tables. Your server comes over to you with a mask, wearing a mask and, and I'm pro mask. I mean, we got to get through this, right? Yeah. But it's just not the same. I mean, part it's of it's not- just, yeah. It's a social experience. You want to go into a place where, you know, people are chatting and talking and it's a nice atmosphere, but hopefully we'll be through this soon. It certainly has not slowed down the real estate market though. And I know in BC as well, because my daughter, my daughter actually lives in North Vancouver. So we got some, some close ties. Yeah. And, uh, right on. Awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe if you're ever out in this neck of the woods, we'll get a chance to shake hands face to face. Anytime, anytime. Although after COVID, maybe everything's been on hold for two years now. Be a little bit, yeah. Still. Yeah, but and Victoria, I love. I've been to Victoria, and we did that drive from Victoria up to Nanaimo. It was a beautiful drive. It was in the summer; sun was shining. It was just gorgeous. Okay, well, so I'm just north of Victoria, but uh, I'm exactly halfway between Victoria and Nanaimo. Uh, oh in the my goodness! Valley, and uh, we live on a little lake called Lake Quamichan. Uh So oh, if you man. if you've done that drive, you've you've seen the rolling hills and the farm. Beautiful, field. beautiful. That's where we are, yeah. friend, and a friend of mine moved up to. Now he he's a little extreme. He moved up to Comox, like it's way oh, yeah. up, way up yeah. somewhere. I don't know. That's that's like Courtney Comox. Yeah, it's another yeah. hour hour and a bit past uh, past Nanaimo. My goodness. Well, it's a beautiful province, absolutely. But this program, sir, I think this is going to take uh, take off for you. I think it's going to catch on fire uh, because once realtors find out about this, they're going to want it, and not just in Alberta, Ontario, and BC. 
but I think you're going to find across Canada, they're going to be demanding it or asking for it. So well, we, um, we certainly hope so. so. Yeah, no, I, I don't see as I don't see any negative and negative here. I mean, it's all positive. It takes away a huge risk that most people are not even conscious of from a from a consumer point of view that. But we're aware as realtors, we, we know that there is a risk there. I think it's fantastic. I really. Yeah. Do. And I, I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll I'll, I'll just share just the, the whole we, consciously aware. We, we can uh, talk as long as you want. Well, I'll, I'll tell you where this idea came from. Um, I, I bought a place. My wife and I bought a place uh, a year and a half ago. And uh, actually, we, we wrote the offer. It wasn't a year and a half. It was just so I guess we're coming up on two years now. We wrote the offer just before COVID hit on, on a vacation. Uh, property. OK. And we were set to close in April. Okay. Uh, and so now I know my business. I, I know, you know, I know I qualify for a mortgage. I'm a mortgage broker. So, you right. know, we know how to we know how to do this for ourselves. And, um, you know, those types of events, you never know where things can go sideways. But uh, our world sort of came to a bit of a grinding halt for a while. We were very fortunate. Our industry was very fortunate to, you know, to, to boom through COVID. But there was a three or four month period there where we just weren't sure what was going to happen. And That's so right. there were, uh, because it was a vacation property and it was a little bit remote and then the market was shifting and so on. So we were committed to this purchase. And um, it wasn't clear to me that we were actually going to be able to close on it because the lending oh, options started shifting, oh, policies okay. started shifting. So things like that happen. And I've seen that happen many times uh, in my career where, you know, and you see it in the news, like federal governments in implementing new policy changes, you know, and that's like every couple of years. And these policy changes are real. And so when that happens, you've got buyers that are in the market that are, they think they're getting a mortgage and then those policy changes hit. And for the most part, it's okay. You know, most people make it through, but there is a lot of shifting and dancing. And so for us, I wasn't sure how our story would end up. And the whole time I was thinking, man, what I would pay to just know that I can close. That was, that's what happened because we were stressed for a while. And so huge stress, huge stress which was, it turns out it was a good thing. You know, yeah. we ended up closing on the property, so that's all good. But yeah. um, through that process, I was like, why can't I just know, you know, why do I have to wait? My approval's in, the lenders are like, well, look, we're not sure exactly mm. how we're going to treat this area. And so it's, you know, and so, and I know what I'm doing and maybe it's a fact that I know too much and we're, we're on the inside. So we know how bad things can get for people. <laughs> maybe ignorance is bliss that you're like trusting Careful. your advisor on Careful. the other side. <laughs> of the but so I figured if I'm willing to pay for, and I'm the professional for my own mortgage, then, then there has to be uh, a world where we can bring confidence to, you know, the that's, everyday consumer. That, that's a great story. It really is. And yeah. uh, for any consumers, and I hope there's many of them listening to this today, Always try to go for a shorter close. A short close is much safer than a long closing where you're months away because you're absolutely right. There can be policy changes. Things can change overnight and which yeah. can affect your closing. So, but that's a wonderful story, man. When COVID hit, nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody. And uh, I'm sure the lenders felt the same thing. Nobody are, is this the end of the world? And it, it wasn't, but they didn't know for quite a while there. So anyways, you got the house, everything worked out well, and you got the idea. The light bulb went off. And uh, now I think you're going to have a, a home run with this. I really do. Because yeah, I, don't, I, don't, 
Now, I don't see any downside, really. So, folks, uh, I want you to all take a look at fundable.ca. That's F-U-N-D-I-B-L-E.ca. And I'm going to put uh, Jason's contact information underneath the video today and also on the podcast uh, comments. And I urge you to check this out because I think this is going to be a great program for Canadian consumers. It's going to be a great program for realtors. And it's going to help everybody who's interested in real estate. So thank you, Jason. Thank you for coming on the on the uh, podcast and on YouTube today. You're welcome to come back anytime you like. Uh, cool. Thank you, Randy. So yeah. thanks again, my friend. Have a great day. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Take care. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye. Cheers. Now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.